Grow marketing culture and sketchy MLMs have given modern business a bad reputation. It feels harder than ever to succeed as an entrepreneur, even though we've got an abundance of info and tech right at our fingertips. If you feel frustrated running your business, stress over your sales goals, or are baffled by marketing strategies, you've come to the right place. You deserve to run a successful, sustainable business without spamming all of your friends or wasting time and money on marketing gimmicks. This is the Sell It Sister podcast, and you're going to learn how to make more money without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. I'm Erica Tebbins, and I teach highly motivated, female, and gender expansive entrepreneurs that selling doesn't have to suck. I've been running successful businesses and teaching others how to sell smarter, earn more, and create raving fans for over 15 years. And I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. If you want success without truly serving your clients, profits without any passion, or the next get rich quick scheme, I'm not your gal. But if you're all in as an entrepreneur, want to make a difference with your work, and are ready to run a business you're proud of, then get ready to sell it, sister. Before we dive into the episode, if you are a service-based business that operates fully online, either as a done-for-you service, consulting, coaching, et cetera, and you've been in business for a bit, you've been working with clients, you've been doing all the things, but you feel like you're really frustrated now because your income is not matching your efforts. And you assumed by now that you would just be earning more and things would be easier, then I've got something for you. It's my rebellious success program that I love so, so much, which is a six month group coaching experience for ethical service providers ready to smash through income ceilings with simplicity, sustainability, and support. And while we don't get started with the third cohort until November, applications are open now. So if you want to actually learn the shockingly simple things that you need to do to hit your next level revenue and impact goals, then you'll at least want to give it a look. You can do that at rebellious-success.com. And of course, let me know if you have any questions. Okay. on to the episode. Hey there. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I am chatting all things strategy versus tactics. So if you've ever felt like you're doing a lot of work week after week, but it's not really moving the needle forward in a way that you would like, it could be because you are focusing too much on tactics and not enough on strategy, but good news. This is fixable. Even though this, you're not certainly not alone. It's very, very common. And it's also not hard to fix. So that's the good news. Both are actually really important, but sadly, the online world tends to push tactics heavily while strategy often gets overlooked. And this is typically because people can have lots of questions about a specific tactic, thus making it fairly lucrative to sell info products that explain how to do that thing. So for instance, like having a Facebook group, right. To like for your, one of your like marketing avenues, there can be a lot of questions of like the ins and outs of, you know, getting it set up and 
choosing a topic and getting people there and what to post and, and all of that without necessarily figuring out like, hey, is this even the right strategy for you to be using A and B, like once you have it set up and everything, like what is your strategy? Like not just like post, you know, every Wednesday post your wins, but like how are you actually going to be driving people to other things like your list, your paid offers, et cetera. So what ends up happening is when you don't have that overall strategy, you spin in circles. You end up doing busy work without big results to show for it. And then it appears as if that tactic is flawed. So you go find a new one, learn it, try it. And then this vicious cycle just keeps repeating. This is obviously not sustainable, but the antidote is strategy. So in this episode, that's why I'm going to be covering both. Um, so you can kind of see the difference between the two and how to utilize both effectively. So I don't know about you, but my husband and I really love to eat. We love to cook. We love food. We love, uh, you know, hanging out with our friends, like entertaining. We're not like my husband's much more introverted, (laughs) um, than I am, but like for our close friends, we, we really love to do that. And several years ago, uh, we had a group of friends. They were people we knew through the Navy when my husband was in the Navy and we were all in upstate New York. And we, um, we were a group of, I think it was, I forget now if it was four or five couples, but we formed this thing that we called fancy food club. And we would meet, uh, I believe it was like every four to six weeks and different, a different couple would host every time. And it was supposed to be this way for us. Cause we all liked food. We all like cooking. We all like wine, like the whole, the whole shebang. Um, and it was a way for us to try out new recipes and new techniques and just have really intentional time, um, outside of work that everyone could get together and hang out and some really good friends of ours. We would always joke because like they would make the most incredible food and they like really would push the limits of technique, which was really cool. Like they got a sous vide machine before that was even something that was like popular or very well known. Um, and they would try like a lot of, they were in really into like molecular gastronomy. So they bought all this equipment and tried that out. And it was really, really cool. They had a great idea of what the menu was going to be, but they didn't have a good strategy, right? They were so focused on learning these tactics or these techniques that like we would just show up and we would just, they would be like, oh, sorry, like we're, you know, behind or like things are a mess, whatever. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we know we were expecting it, right? We're just going to crack open some wine and hang out and like, please put out, you know, a cheese board or something for us. So we're not, so we're not starving while we're waiting for you to like finish what you're cooking. Um, but we, you know, we would always kind of like lovingly poke fun at them that their dinners were delicious, but like it, it was kind of chaotic. Right. So to host a great dinner party, like if, if you could tell by this story, right, you, you don't just need techniques. You don't just need the good food you need the overall strategy, right? You need to take into account any factors that might hamper 
the outcome, right? So if you, if the, the key is, is that you want a really fun time with your friend and you want everyone to be enjoying themselves and have good conversation and all of that, some things to take into consideration would be like food preferences, allergies, you know, does somebody have to bring their young kids with them and you're going to need to like, you know, do something and have something ready so that the, the kids can eat and then go play, right? Like there are these different things that you have to take into account to plan the menu. And then once you know what you're going to make for each, each course, you need to think about how much time you need for each course and what can be prepped ahead of time. Then you can obviously shop for the ingredients and the wine or stuff for mocktails, whatever you're going to have, but you need that, that big plan, right? So now if the event is on a Saturday night, you might actually begin prepping as early as like the weekend before, depending on the menu, depending on what you can do. You know, if there's like, um, things that you need to pickle or like salad dressings that you can just whip up really quickly, right. When you have time, you can do that. And then the day before you might start prepping the veggies or marinate meat or chilled wine, whatever, right. It's just, it's part of this larger strategic plan so that everything comes together well at the same time. And and the dinner party is a success. So then the day of comes and you're going to use individualized cooking techniques or tactics to relate this back to, uh, to business. And you're, then you're going to be preparing all the food using those techniques. So one thing might be braised while another is grilled. You might choose to shift and nod the basil while you julienne the carrots, and you might even aerate the wine or flambe the dessert, right? So those are the actual hands-on techniques. So you need to know how to do those techniques but you also want to be sure that you don't have to skip straight to dessert because the main course still isn't done and everyone is starving, right? So let's say you were going to serve creme brulee. And so you made it the day before, and now you're like trying to cook the meat, but you didn't take into account that it was going to take four hours and you didn't get it in and you know, all of that. And you're like, people are starving. You're like, okay, well, I'll just throw some sugar on the top and like torch it. We'll just brulee it. Like each, eat your dessert right now. Cause the meat's not done. Right. Like if you're a group of friends, you know, it's, it's going to be fine. Probably it's not going to be, uh, the end of the world. Right. But it's not really, uh, because it, because you didn't do the, the time strategy, the big picture thinking and planning, it's not going to be the experience that you probably set out for it to be. So this is what happens in business when we focus too heavily on one technique or tactic and not on the big picture vision of what we really want. And I get it, right? Like, so going with this analogy, don't worry, we're not going to like stay in this analogy forever, but in this analogy, it can feel like if you've never made a souffle before or, um, you know, something that takes a lot of like technique of course, you're going to be really obsessed over not messing that up, right? Because it's, it's hard whenever we learn a new technique, if it's something that we've never experienced before, it can be really scary. It can be daunting. We can feel like, okay, I need to research this to death and all of that. Right. 
but it's easy to get really myopic on that tactic without thinking about like, why am I doing this in the first place? So this is why so many people get really frustrated investing in course creation programs, especially because they do all of the steps and then launch to cricket. So I've had this happen again and again, where I get on discovery calls with people, or I'm just talking to somebody and they're like, yeah, I went through this whole program. And it told me how to like, you know, make the actual course itself. And it taught me how to like make the webinar. Um, but like, it didn't, it, it like omitted the fact that I needed to be audience building the whole time in order to have a successful launch. Right. So now they're like, they've spent, you know, months creating that course, hosting the webinar, um, writing all the sales emails or, you know, from swipe files and things like that. But because they didn't have that big picture strategy, then they're doing their, their webinar, their conversion rates are fine, but maybe they only got three sales because they just didn't have enough people there to make the conversion rate really work in their favor, right. To hit their, to hit their sales goal. And again, this is understandable because if you've never created a course before and you've never done a webinar before, and you've never done a sales, you know, an email, um, sequence like for cart open cart close, like all of that, like a sales funnel. Like if you've never done those things, it's a lot to learn. I still remember doing this for the first time. And like, now I could do this whole process of like a webinar style launch. Like I could do it all in a day probably. But I remember, I think it took me like a week of just like constantly obsessing over it and, and trying all this stuff. Right. It's, it's really a lot to learn. And, but we cannot do it at the expense of the big picture strategy. It's the same thing when we see, see reels challenges or like those social media, um, content banks, these are not necessarily wrong at all. Cause you might be somebody who's like, I have a great Instagram strategy. I want to start adding reels as a tactic in the strategy or a special technique, but I really don't know how to create a reel. So I want somebody to help me. And, uh, you know, for some people being encouraged and having accountability to get comfortable doing reels can be really helpful. And if you struggle with blank page syndrome, having a prompt to jumpstart your brain on like an Instagram caption or an email or something like that can be a real game changer. But again, if it's not backed up with why you're doing it, then you are going to end up doing so much more work and efforting so much more than you need to, to get the result you're after. So here is how we are going to flip this. When you choose to learn a new tactic or to implement a new tactic. And again, like all this time, as I'm saying tactic, I know sometimes the word like tactic can feel like sleazy or slimy or anything like that. Really like, instead of thinking it's like a, a bro marketing tactic or anything like that, like really just think of it back to the cooking analogy. It's just a technique. It's just a new, it's a new skill. It's a new little thing that you are doing that will get you closer to your bigger goals. So it's implementing a strategy with the tactic. So some questions to ask yourself, right? Why am I doing this? 
what do I hope to achieve with it? Right. So the end goal could be, let's, we'll just go with like real, like doing like a reels challenge or learning how to do reels or, you know, wanting to do more reels, something like that. The end goal could simply be learning something new. Maybe you are somebody who really loves learning new things, right? So it just could be that you want to learn something new. Maybe you just want to boost engagement on your account or like have fun, right? Just have fun with your audience. Or you want to move people to a free resource or to a paid one, right? So just think, what, why am I doing this? And what do I hope to achieve with it? Then think, who am I doing it for? And what do they need to hear that will help me achieve my goal? So if it's engagement, maybe you're like, I'm just going to make up funny stuff. Like it really is not going to have anything to do directly with my business. It's just going to be like, I want them to, to see my personality and like the other things that I'm interested in and are my values, like things like that. Right. Or if it was, you know, a, a free resource or a paid one, like, what are you going to be, uh, talking about in them? to help you achieve that goal. How does this align with the overall growth plan for my business? Right. So, and don't worry, I'm going to, I'm going to actually like give kind of like a real world example of this in action. So if you're like, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. Right. Don't worry. I will get there. So how does this align with the overall growth plan for my business? Then you can ask, is there a simpler way to get to the same end goal? And lastly, how long will I give myself to implement this and how will I measure success and debrief for the next one, the next time? This one is really, really, really important. So going back to the reels challenge. So here is how this would play out. So instead of starting with the ingredients, which is the most common thing that I usually see, which are things like how to find the audios, how to best film them how to add text overlays, how to do transitions, what should be in the caption, et cetera, we are going to start with the end goal. So here are those answers to those strategic questions. So why are you doing this? I want to get 40 people to download my new opt-in over the next 30 days. Okay. So that's 10 a week, right? On average, 10 a week. Why? Why are you doing this? Because the next month after you're going to host a free training that leads people into a new offer and you want to build your audience up ahead of that launch. And you want to challenge yourself with something new to see if you like it and if it actually gets you results. So you've decided you are going to do two reels a week. That's what you're going to commit to for the 30 days. And then hopefully you will convert five people from each. So hopefully again, we want 10 new, um, people opting in each week so we can hit that 40 at the end of the month. So hopefully about five people from each, then think who is ideal for that opt-in? What do they need to hear to take action? And I don't just mean go to the link in my bio to get the thing. What else do they need to hear so they can understand, oh yes, this is for me. I want that. I need that. Cool. I'm totally going to go to the link in the bio and 
download it, right? And how can you make it enjoyable for them? So this is where you can start to brainstorm the captions and the types of reels that you want to make, right? Do you want to make them fun, informative, engaging, whatever, whatever is going to work for you that will feel doable and, uh, achievable and will help you to get that result, the desired result. So how can I make it simpler? Okay. Well, I could mention it in my feed posts as usual and in my stories, but I want to try this new thing, right? I, I feel like I really want to learn how to do reels and at least test them out. Right. So maybe you still do feed posts, right? Maybe you still talk about it in your stories about your new opt-in, but you're still for 30 days. You're going to, you're going to try this out. Right. And then I will check it at 30 days and ask, did I get the result I was after? If not, what did I learn and what could I do differently? And ask yourself, did I even enjoy it? Right? So maybe you have a special link that is just that you talk about just in your reels or something like that. So you can track it better. You can see where they're coming from and you get to the end of 30 days. You did your two reels a week and you're like, maybe you're like, oh my gosh, yes. I got 50 people. That was super awesome. And I loved it. It was really fun. I, now I feel more comfortable, more confident doing it. I'm going to do more of these, right? Maybe not two every week, but I'm going to keep this up. Or maybe you're like, well, I got 20 but you know what? It was still really fun. And I got 20. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep that going. Right. Or you're like, I got 35 and that was great. Super close. It was 35 people. I might not have had otherwise, but you know what? I didn't love it. I really, I just, I don't think that this is for me. And so maybe, maybe if I feel inspired every now and then I'll do one, but you know what? I'm proud of myself. I tried it. I gave it a shot. Uh, I did it for a little bit and I just, I just don't really think this is something I'm going to be doing regularly, but either way now, you know, right. You, you didn't just try it once and then give up on yourself. You didn't like waste a ton of time learning how to actually do it. And then you're just like, Oh, I, I just, I did. I posted two, nothing really happened. And now I'm frustrated because I wasted a lot of time, right? You, you actually made learning that tactic worth it because you gave yourself enough time to actually see whether or not you got results and whether or not it's something that you want to keep going with. Right. And this is really what I am passionate about in my rebellious success group program, because a lot of times, you know, people who've been in business and they're making money and they're getting clients, but it still doesn't feel like enough. They it's, it's very common to, at this level, start investing in new one-off tactics, right. To keep growing, to keep making the getting new clients, not feel like such of a fluke. Like, it's not just like, I don't know. Sometimes people will just like book a discovery call or say they want to work with me, but I don't really know like how to make this happen more intentionally. And I feel like I'm just throwing spaghetti at the wall, trying all these different new things, but I can't really get like predictable profits. I can't get consistent clients. I, I just sort of have to 
take whatever comes my way and I feel really out of control. So in that program, we actually cover the essentials of growth strategy. So you can be more discerning when these new tactics come up, right? So you actually know when a new platform like clubhouse or whatever, you know, the next new platform will be, cause I'm sure there will be another one. You can actually look at your big picture strategy and go, does this fit in with it? Does this feel like something I want to do? Is this something I want to try? And if so, how long will I try it for? And what will be my strategy so that I can actually make it worthwhile, that I can actually make it worth my time? Or is it just a no or a not now? And instead, I'm going to double down on what I know already works. And you also get to try these new things in the safety of a container and have support around utilizing those tactics and that debriefing process. And again, you also get to uncover what you can safely ignore in your business of these new tactics and that pop up all the time, because you will be able to build a strategic ecosystem around which tactics are best for you and what questions you can ask yourself to ensure that they align with that big strategic vision. So applications are open right now. If that sounds like you and you're curious and you want to check that out, go to rebellious-success.com. And if it sounds great, then I would love for you to apply. And as always, you can ask me any question you want, and I will give you an honest, no pressure answer. And of course, as I always remind people at the end of these episodes, I love to hang out on Instagram. I love to connect with my listeners. So if you are listening to this, I would love it. Like take a screenshot, post it in your stories, tag me at Erica Tevins Consulting, or go follow me over there if you aren't and send me a DM with like your biggest aha or takeaway from this episode. And as always, happy selling. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Sell It Sister podcast. If you loved it and you want more, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And then head on over to sellitsisterhood.com to join my free Facebook community group. And as your mama said, sharing is caring. So if you got a lot of value out of this episode, be sure to share it with your biz besties too, okay? Now get out there and sell it, sister.